0: Romans chapter 13 as you're turning there I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for your prayers on my behalf for my travels and um, my work here I really appreciate it very much Um, we talked about prayer this morning and how important it is for us to pray for each other and I really appreciate you all praying for me And thank you for the cards and letters and uh, goodies um, that have been brought my way. Very much appreciate the group here and your support of me over this past year. And that's kind of what I want to talk about this morning, is this past year. Obviously, it's New Year's Eve. So you can imagine that these kind of things will be at the forefront of my mind. Another year has passed. And you know, I want to take just a minute to, to think about what that means. It means that the earth has made its, all, its way all the way around the sun again. You know, sometimes we lose sight of that. We, we learn that as kids, right? That it's a year that the earth travels around the sun. Okay, great. you ever really stop to think about what all that means? First of all, in Genesis 1 and verse 14, it says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of heaven to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. God set that in motion. And it's an astonishing thing to think about all that he has done. Think about this. The orbit around the sun, 93 million miles. That means that for the earth to travel that distance, it has to travel around 67,000 miles per hour you feel that? You feel like you're going 67,000 miles an hour right now? Because you are. It's Pretty astonishing, isn't it? At that speed, one could travel from the earth to the moon in under four hours. The moon's about 250,000 miles away. To give you a little context and contrast, a bullet travels about 2,300 miles per hour. You're talking about Superman being faster than a speeding bullet. It's not that fast. We think about 67,000 miles per hour. In Job 26 and verse 7, it says, He stretches out the north over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. God has created an incredible universe. And the physical things around us are astonishing. Take time to think about them just every now and then. But this time of the year is a time of reflection as we reflect on the past year, and it's a time of projection as we think about the year that is to come. We reflect on the things that we have done over the past year, good and bad. and We think where we're going to do better and do away with those things that weren't so good in the next year. And as we do that, I want us to call into mind our service to God. What did we do last year? How did we serve God last year? And what do we plan to do next year in our service to God? If you're there in Romans chapter 13, read with me verses 11 through 14. It says, In this do, knowing the time that is already the hour for you to, be, uh, to, for you to awaken from sleep, For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is at hand. Let us therefore lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing or drunkenness, nor in sexual promiscuity or in sensuality, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the lust in regards to its sins, to its lusts. There's an urgency, isn't there? There's always an urgency about our salvation. When will that day come? When will that day come that we meet our maker? Could be today. Could be a hundred years from now. Could be a thousand years from now. We don't know. But there's an urgency about it. And with that urgency in mind, I want us to begin our lesson here by reflecting on the past year. One of the things you do in business, and a lot of you know this about business, is at the end of the year you take inventory. You see what you have on the shelves, or what you don't have on the shelves. Inventory is simply just taking stock of the property or goods that you have on hand. What is it that you have? So the question comes to us, what spiritual property do you have on hand? Are you living the godly life that you'd like to be living? In Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7 it says, Therefore, just as you receive from Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk in Him. Having been firmly rooted and now being built up in Him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude, walk with Him. You know, so much of our daily lives revolve around the things we do out of habit things we just take for granted that we do is one of those things walking with the Lord inventory is important we need to know what we have and what we don't have when we discover what it is that we are lacking then we can know where to begin to restock the shelves what needs to be put back what needs to be added. And while inventory is a vital step in this process, and let's not belittle it and think it's not, it's important to reflect and see what things have happened in the, in the past. I will warn you not to dwell on those things. Look over in Philippians 3. We read from this in our reading this morning. I wanted to point out a couple of verses here from Philippians 3 says there in verse 13 brethren I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead I press on to the to the goal of the prize of the upward call in Jesus Christ Paul makes this point often in his writings he leaves behind the things of the past why because he's focused on what's in the future He's focused on what's ahead of him. It's important to see what we have on the shelf. It's important to see what we have abundance of, what we're lacking in. But what's more important than that is to press on towards the goal. Pressing on towards the goal is more important. There's nothing we can do about the past other than learn from it. Paul makes it clear. He presses on towards the goal. Paul didn't run away from his past. There was a time there where he did some very bad things, persecuting Christians. He didn't run away from that, but he didn't let it drag him down. It didn't let him uh, hold him from the goal that he was after. It wasn't an anchor to him. He didn't let it weigh him down as he was racing for the prize. We all have things in our past that we're probably not proud of, maybe even ashamed of. But the real shame is in letting those things hinder us from serving God in the present. Paul says earlier there in chapter 3 that whatever happened to him in, in the past, even those things that benefited him, he says he considers them to be rubbish, to be garbage compared to what he has gained in Jesus Christ. So while it's natural to reflect on the on the past during this time of year, we all do it. Let's be willing to throw it all away. Knowing that our true reward still lies ahead of us. Throw it all away. For many that means making New Year's resolutions. But let's, let's turn the phrase just a little bit about New Year's resol- resolutions. Let's turn it just a little bit so that instead of New Year's resolutions, let's call it being resolved in the new year. A little bit of a distinction there, a little bit of a difference. Instead of making New Year's resolutions, let's be resolved to make our spiritual lives stronger. Being resolved means simply Uh, firmly determined to do something. If you're resolved to do something, that means you're firmly, steadfastly determined to get it done. So with that in mind, let's be resolved to pray. Sounds simple, right? Paul believed in prayer. If you turn back there in Philippians page or so to chapter 1, he says there in verse 3, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my, in my every prayer for you all in view of the participation in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul believed in prayer. It's often in his writings. His writings are filled with thoughts of prayer. Down in verse 9, it says there, and this I pray. That your love may abound still more and more in the real knowledge, of all, in all discernment. Praying constantly. James five and verse sixteen, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. There's power in prayer. There's purpose in prayer. Paul knew it, and he explains it over and over and over again to his listeners about the power of prayer. So, are you praying as you should? over in chapter 4 of Philippians in verse 6 it says be anxious for nothing but what but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God in everything what does that leave out Paul is encouraging these Philippians to be prayerful about everything Are you? Are you prayerful about everything? Before you make a decision that will affect your life, do you pray about it? Do you pray for the health and the spiritual well-being of others? Again, we talked about that this morning. We're a nation, a a royal priesthood. We're all supposed to be praying for each other. Are you doing that? Do you think God for today and for all the blessings that are in this day? Do you thank him for it? Do you thank him for the fact that the sun came up this morning and we're still chugging around in the sun? 67,000 miles per hour. I'm thankful we don't feel that speed. We'll all be hugging the ground. Do you ask him for forgiveness when you sin? He's faithful and just to forgive us. 1 John 1 verse 9 says, when you slip up, when you sin, do you go to God on your knees and pray for forgiveness? Let's be resolved in this new year to take everything to God in prayer. Let's be resolved in this new year to read our Bibles. I gave a whole lesson on this Sunday night not too long ago about reading the Bible. How important it is. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A workman who does not need to be ashamed. Handling accurately the word of truth. Can you handle accurately the word of truth? Are you a workman? Are you diligent in your studies? Take advantage of things that are book before you I made some copies of a, a reading schedule it's up here on the front row if you had not got a copy of it please do go through every day and check off what you've read that day it's a good way to make it through the bible in a year two or three chapters three or four chapters it's really not that much to ask but if you do it every day you get in the word remember those stories that you've heard maybe you hadn't heard in a long time that you're reading the Word of God. It's important. Also, it's a way to hold yourself accountable. Look at that list. What if I, Am I behind? Am I not being diligent? It's also a way to hold ourselves accountable. I encourage you to do that. Hey, where are you on the reading list? Hey, you keeping up with the reading list? Hold each other accountable. Let's do it. Let's be resolve to read the Bible more this year than we did last year. But it's important to also understand that as we're reading, and that's important, and reading the Bible for pleasure is wonderful. We also need to study. We also need to take time to study and to reflect on what it is that we just read. Here again in Philippians, verse 8 now in chapter 4. Finally, brethren. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace shall be with you. Let your mind dwell on these things. Do you take time to dwell on scripture? Set aside some time to do so. I like to do it while I'm walking or riding my bike. It's a good time to do that. Two birds and one stone. Reflect on what you've read. Reflect on God's word. It means we need to think about it. Not just read. Not just check off the, the checklist, even though I love it. But think, take time to think about it. And it's also crucial to put these things in practice, as Paul says right here. Put these things into practice. Don't just let them fall off, roll off our back. In order to put something into practice, you have to know what it is, right? What things here is Paul talking about? Things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Same applies to us. With one exception. We have not seen the Apostle Paul. But we have heard him. We quote him often as he's writing these letters to Christians, to churches. We hear him through the word of God. We hear what he has to say. Listen to what the word of God is telling you. Reading and studying will ensure that we are putting into practice the the things that God has asked us to do. Putting them into practice. So we're resolved to pray, we're resolved to read... Let's be resolved to love others. Jesus told us what the great commandments were, didn't he? To love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. The New Testament writers echo that, loving your neighbor as yourself. In places like James 2 and verse 8, If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, You are doing well. Are you loving your neighbor as yourself? If you are, James says you're doing well. Putting it into practice. Loving each other is vital if we're going to serve God. It's vital. 1 John, this letter is all about loving God and loving each other. Verse 11 of chapter 4. It says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. The whole letter there is talking about God is love. And because he is, we need to love each other. Our brethren first, also those in the world. To love them enough to tell them about the gospel. To love them enough to be kind to them. To see to their needs as we come in contact with our neighbor. The book is filled, First John is filled with the idea that we demonstrate this. We demonstrate our love to each other. And thereby we demonstrate that we love God. So in this new year, let's be resolved to love God even more. And that means necessarily that our love for each other has to increase. If I'm going to love God more, it means I've got to love my brethren more. That's how I show that I love God more by loving those who are around me. In 2 Peter, 2, uh, 2 Peter 1, in what we often call the, the, the Christian virtues, there, the first part of chapter 1, there's a list there that Peter goes through. And at the end of that list are two things brotherly kindness and love. In verse 8, he says, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If these things, not just the the, the brotherly kindness and love, but the other things he's mentioned as well, if these are yours and are increasing, let's make it a point to be increasing in our love, our brotherly kindness towards each other in this next year. Let's let our love be increasing. And demonstrate that we love God and our love for Him is increasing as well. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You know these scriptures, don't you? You've heard me talk about a lot of them. Different places and different lessons over the year. But they're important. Peter tells his readers there in his second letter that he writes them as a way of reminder in order to stir them up. It's okay for us to be reminded of these things. It's okay to be reminded of love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. We've heard that, haven't we? I'm reminding you this last day of 2017 that it's important in 2018 that these things to be increasing uh, as a matter of stirring you up. And hopefully you will leave here stirred up and want to be more pleasing to God, to be resolved to be more pleasing to God. So I hope that you'll be resolved this coming year in your praying. Colossians 3 and verse 2 mentions there to set your mind on things above. Dwelling on those things. We'll talk about that here in a second, but set your mind on things above. There's things out of this earth that we're looking forward to. Eternity in heaven. Set your minds on that and pray to God. Let that focus your prayers. Let that be what you talk to your creator about. About the things that are in the future for me. If I'm found faithful in the end. Be resolved in your your reading. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. How can the word of Christ richly dwell within you if you're not reading it? Be resolved to read more so that it can indeed dwell within you and produce the fruit that comes from that. And be resolved in your loving. 1 John 4, verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God if you truly know God and you know he wants us to love our brethren he wants us to love each other if we say we love God and beat up our neighbor figuratively we're not loving our neighbor as we should we're not demonstrating love to God those two things don't go together If we love God, if we truly love God, then we'll show love to our neighbor, to our brethren. So, we've made it around the sun another time. In a few hours, we're starting another journey around the sun. Be resolved in this new year to be more spiritually minded. Take advantage of reading lists. Take advantage of this body come together be here on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights you know we come back together it's time for you to come back and to be encouraged again by studying God's word joining our voices together in song I think we got some pretty good classes going on Wednesday night we're looking studying through the Bible who wrote this book when did this book come into be How does it all fit together? It's a pretty good study. I encourage you to be a part of it. Sunday nights we come back and I usually bring another lesson from God's word. We join our voices in song. That's opportunity. Be resolved to come back and to be a part of that. Growing spiritually. Being pleasing to God. Doing the things that he wants us to do as his children. It's just a few hours left in this year. It's a few hours left in this day. Take advantage. Reflect on what you've done in the past this year. Be resolved to be better in the next. If you're not a child of God, I encourage you to become one. I encourage you to surrender in baptism, understanding what it means. That it means that you're going to put away that old body of sin. And come up out of that water a new creature. In newness of life to walk with God. To walk with your Creator. To walk with your Lord. Paul talks about that often. We mentioned it in this lesson. About walking with God. That's what he wants. He wants us to be in step with him. And you can do that by becoming a child of God. If you're not a child of God or if you are a child of God and you realize that you've made some mistakes in the past year, I implore you to speak to your creator and to ask forgiveness for those mistakes and to ask for strength to be better in this new year. We have an incredible venue to be able to approach our God in prayer the one who created all this, the one who set that earth in motion around the sun. We can talk to him, speak to him, and ask him to bless us. What a privilege that is. If you have any things that need to be confessed that are of a public nature, you can let that be known as well. Whatever your needs might be, and pray that you make that right and come forward as we stand and sing to encourage you.